Hello and welcome into another episode of Locked on Wolves. Today on the show, what should the Timberwolves do with their 15th and final roster spot? We'll talk about what I think they should do, what some options that would make sense would be, but also what does it look like the Wolves are going to do? We'll talk about a couple of training camp deals the Wolves have signed, some players that they're reportedly interested in as well. We'll break it all down on the show here today. Welcome in. You are Locked on Wolves. You are Locked on Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Today's episode is brought to us by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Happy Monday, everybody. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend and a big thank you for making Locked on Wolves your first listen every single day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find this show. You can also watch on the Locked on Sports Minnesota app, which can be found on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. It's a fantastic time to get it. Uh, it's a, a really exciting time in Minnesota sports. Of course, the Vikings, a couple games into their season, the Gopher is underway. The Wilds starting soon. The Twins going to clinch the AL Central in the next few days. Uh, just download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app again, both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You'll get all the great local sports coverage that you need for free. You can also follow this show on Twitter, on X, at bbeacon with two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N, and then also the show account, which is at LockedOnTWolves. Don't forget the T. All right, so the Timberwolves have one roster spot remaining. I want to spend most of the show today, really all the show, the entire show, talking about that 15th and final roster spot. Um, I, I want to start by basically describing what I think the Wolves should do with it. We'll set the stage with with exactly where the Wolves stand roster-wise. Ri- roster I'll explain kind of what I think makes the most sense to do with the 15th spot. And then we'll talk about some actual players the Wolves have signed at training camp deals. We talked about one on Friday. There's another one that signed over the weekend we'll talk about today. And then also um, players that the Wolves have reported interest in. Uh, Players the Wolves are reportedly kicking the tires on, if you will. And uh, whether or not I think those players make sense to, to sign with the Wolves. So that's what we'll do here today. Lots to get to. Let's start with kind of this roster reset or I guess setting the roster um, as it were. So the Timberwolves sitting here right now, of course, there's 15 roster spots, not including two ways. In the offseason, you can have up to 21 players on on deals, which includes camp deals, right? So the Timberwolves currently have 14 players on guaranteed deals, which means they have one roster spot remaining. This year, for the first time, teams are allowed to have three two-way players signed. Currently, they have two signed. Rookie Jalen Clark, who of course is injured and likely out for the season. And then also Luca Garza, who signed a second two-way contract with the team. Minnesota does have a have a qualifying offer out to Matt Ryan. So he's a restricted free agent and could potentially still become the third and final two-way contract signee for the team. They only have one reported, at this point official, I should say, training camp deal. And that's Veet Krejci, who we talked about on Friday, the former Thunder um, spent most of his time with the Thunder last year. He was actually with the Hawks, uh, but played heavier minutes with the Thunder a couple years ago. So he's the only non-guaranteed player that's been reported. We'll talk later in the show about 
somebody else, the Timberwolves, um, well, I can say his name now, I guess. It's not a secret if you're watching on YouTube, it's on the side. Um, Dacian Nix, who spent the last couple of seasons with the Houston Rockets, we'll talk about who he is, what he's done at the NBA and G League levels, what he you know appeared to be as a prospect coming out of uh, G League Ignite a couple of years ago. He's another reported camp deal. It's not official as of yet. It was first reported by Sham Sharania of The Athletic and confirmed by some local folks uh, as a as an exhibit, likely an exhibit 10 deal, which is essentially a preferred walk-on type deal, an extra bonus for staying with the Timberwolves G League club for 60 days after training camp. All that to say, that if that deal does indeed uh, get officially announced, the Wolves still have five spots, uh, or excuse me, no, that's not right. They have two spots. I completely blanked to the two ideals. They have they would have two spots remaining on their training camp roster, which uh, at that moment would still include that includes Matt Ryan in the fold. There, the Wolves would have to basically pull back their qualifying offer to to not include Matt Ryan. So again, with Vic Krejci and. Uh, Dacia Nix on non-guaranteed deals. That brings the Timberwolves roster total to 19 players with two spots remaining. You can have up to 21. Um, so we'll break that down a little bit more like uh, in terms of, well, actually, no, let's do this. Let's talk about what I think makes the most sense with those final spots What I, or with the final spot. There's two, again, two spots remaining. Um, and what the Wolves could do is they could bring in Two more, you know, camp deals, right? And then select somebody from camp to bump up to a guaranteed deal. Um, so, like, they could convert a two-way into a, a full deal, or they could take a training camp deal and sign that player to a, a, a guaranteed deal to fill out the roster. Or they could enter the season with just 14 players and guaranteed contracts and have that open roster spot to potentially facilitate a two-for-one trade or um, you know, pick somebody up that gets cut after training camp, but maybe a veteran that's on another roster. It's, you know, I'm sure the front office has a list of of guys that are on contracts that maybe could get cut or available in a salary dump type of a thing um, towards the end of training camp. Like for instance, a player we'll talk about later, campaign was traded from the Suns to the Spurs to free a roster spot basically for free. The Spurs cut him, and now Cameron Payne's a free agent. He won't be a free agent for too long. Like Cameron Payne's going to be on a team this year. Timberwolves are reportedly one of the teams that's interested in some level in Cameron Payne. So that brings me to to where, where I really want to start the show and spend a bit of time on is what type of player should the Wolves be looking to sign uh, to that 15th guaranteed roster spot? Does it make sense to, you know, pick a, a, a an experienced NBA veteran? Does it make sense to take a shot at a, at a low floor, high ceiling upside type guy? Um, what or, or do you find somebody that fits a very specific niche, uh, a need on the roster? Now, the the, the latter, the, the last thing I explained, the specific niche or need or role, that to me makes the most sense because you're talking about a team in the Timberwolves that sees itself as a top four or five team in the Western Conference. That's the goal for this year, right? It has to be. It has to be to, to make a push for home court advantage. You can't be in the play-in anymore. Um, I know we said that last year, but like now, now we really mean it, right? That can't happen this year. So what do you do with that last roster spot? Well, the Wolves already have... Leonard Miller has a deal, right? Like he was, he was their highest pick this year. They gave him guaranteed money. Jalen Clark's on a two-way deal. Um, you're not going to bring in another like high upside guy to fill out the roster. Uh, not a really raw player. You know, you still have another two-way deal to do that. You could renounce Matt Ryan and fill your two-way with that role. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's also why I don't think Vic Krejci and um, uh, Vic Krejci and uh, 
this last two way contract or exhibit 10 contract signing. Dacia Nix, uh, I blanked there for a second. It's why I don't think that either one of them makes a ton of sense to fill out the roster either, because neither one of them does anything exceptionally well at an NBA level. There's still some upside for both of them. They're both very young. Vic Krejci has only been in the league for a couple of years. Dacia Nix, the same thing. Um, they're both like right around 20. I guess Nick's uh, turns 22 in the middle of the season. I think Krejci's about the same age. So yes, there's upside, but they both are just kind of, you know, they do a lot of things. Okay. They don't do anything exceptionally well, right? Like both are good playmakers. I mean, Nick's is essentially a combo guard. I guess Krejci is too. He's just much, much bigger, right? They're both well-rounded, but neither one's a very good outside shooter. Uh, Nick's uh, both are average-ish defenders. Neither one is an outstanding defender. Um, neither one is really all that impressive, like on the glass for their position, right? Like they're just kind of well-rounded guys with a little bit of upside, and you know some athletic limitations, some uh, some some defensive limitations, some serious outside shooting limitations, but they don't really fill a need, right? In my mind, when you're a playoff team and you're looking to contribute. Uh, or you're look you're looking for somebody who could contribute in a pinch in like a you know end of quarter situation, a game where you got crazy foul trouble, uh, you know play a couple of games when you have injuries. Um, like last year, the end of the roster you had Nate Knight, and and he obviously didn't get a ton of run, but like they there were a couple games where they needed him, right? Luca Garza ended up playing ahead of Nate Knight for whatever reason, and there were times, side note, that I was clamoring for Knight to get a bit more run than Luca Garza. Well, Garza's with the team still, Nate Knight's not. Right. Um, Austin Rivers ended up playing more rotation minutes, but that type of a player, you could bring in a more well-rounded veteran. But in my mind, it's it's the Matt Ryan type of player. I'm not saying it should be Matt Ryan, but somebody who's got that one extraordinary skill and maybe has a bunch of other shortcomings that can, can, can at least play a role. I think it makes more sense for it to be a lockdown defender type, but it could be a sharpshooter. And that's what's so interesting to me about these guys the Wolves are bringing in for workouts or are allegedly kicking the tires on. And we'll get more specific about this here in a minute. But we're talking about guys that are playmakers, guys that are specifically point guards, or basically specifically point guards or big playmakers. We're not seeing guys who are very good shooters. We're not seeing guys who are outstanding defenders. It's interesting. It's not the approach that I would expect the Wolves to take with the 15th and final roster spot. And, and of course, they've still got, as we said off the top, two two spots for training camp deals. So like the, maybe the final two are both shooters or maybe they find a lockdown defender and, and a shooter or, you know, whatever. It's just the names, you know, Dacia Nix and, and Vic Krejci are not super inspiring to me because I don't know what role they would play were they to make the team. Now, they're also thinking about team building in Iowa, right? And that's probably the bigger thing here is these guys, if they are indeed both exhibit 10 contracts, which it seems like they are, that's what's being reported, then they're going to contribute to the Iowa Wolves. And the Wolves are also thinking about building that roster there and the types of players so they can have facsimiles of some of the guys that are at the NBA level up in Minneapolis. If they can have uh, very light versions of them, again, facsimiles of them in in um, in Iowa, in Des Moines, then they can run some, you know, they want to run the same offense. They want to do some of those different things. So if they Jalen Clark comes back at the end of the season and can play in the G League or Leonard Miller plays a bunch of the G League this year, they can at least have them play with players who operate similar to guys at the NBA level. Um, and maybe that's the thought process. And it's more about Iowa than it is about the NBA club. It doesn't change the fact that the Wolves still need to figure out who that 15th roster spot goes to. So I want to talk about some specific names um, and, and dig a bit deeper on that. And that's what we'll do here next. 
Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Of course, the NFL season is only two weeks underway. Uh, uh, actually, week two is over after tonight's game. By the way, uh, betting on FanDuel for Monday Night Football is one of my favorite things to do. There's just one game on. And Monday and Thursday is when I kind of get, um, I, I don't want to say sucked in because I love doing it. But that's when there's just one game on. There's not a ton of things to track. I could just focus in on that one game. And right now, if you're a new customer at FanDuel, you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Just five bucks. That's $200 in bonus bets Win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so extremely easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, a big thank you once again for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every single day. Of course, we are back daily again throughout this week, so Monday through Friday, daily. Um, and we're going to break down the roster. We'll get to player previews for the season here soon. That'll be a big focus in the coming weeks. Training camp kicks off in, I believe, a week. The first uh, uh, preseason game is October 5th. So that's like, what, two and a half weeks from now, something like that. So um, it's it's all happening and there's a bunch to cover. And as we're doing today, there's a lot of this end of the roster stuff that this time of year that's what's intriguing. Like what names are going to fill out the roster? We'll cover all that as that news breaks throughout the week. So be sure to keep it here at Lockdown Wolves. And a big thank you again if you do make us your first listen each and every day. All right. So talked a little bit about the interesting approach to the 15th roster spot. Um, what we've seen so far with the Krejci ex, uh, Exhibit 10 signing and the reported signing for Knicks to the Exhibit 10 deal is that the Wolves are looking at big wings and playmakers like Krejci and point guards slash playmakers like Dacian Knicks. Um, yeah, Dacian Knicks. Um, there's other guys that they're reportedly interested in. We talked about this last week. Alfred Payton, who's been out of the league for a couple of years. Lamar Stevens, um, who's you know bounced around a little bit the last couple of seasons. Those guys are also big playmakers that aren't good shooters. Now, in the case of Stevens, he's a good defender. Peyton's actually a good, I mean, he's a good defender too. Um, so a little bit different. Actually, I say that, but Nixon and Krejci also are, are decent defenders uh, for, for the roles that they play. No, none of these guys are like lockdown defenders and they're all a little bit different, right? Lamar Stevens is a bit more of the undersized four, um, non-shooting three type of a player. Krejci's a big distributor that's really a 6-8 combo guard. You could say the same thing about Nix, although he's not nearly as big, obviously. Um, and then uh, Alfred Payton is is just straight up a point guard. But then some of the other players that we'll focus on later, like Campaign, um, Kennedy Chandler, these guys are also point guards. So almost exclusively, these players that the Wolves are bringing in or or working out and considering signing are point guards or they're big playmakers. Lamar Stevens would be the only guy that doesn't really fit that mold. And he he's actually the type of player that I actually think makes sense for that 15th roster spot because he is a plus defender. Now, I don't know that he really necessarily fits with what Chris Finch wants to do and the way that the rest of this roster is built, but at least you could say, hey, he has a track record of being a plus defender. He could contribute as a, you know, um, just kind of a a professional guy that's going to play a role. He doesn't need heavy minutes to, you know, stay in a rhythm or anything like that, uh, but it would make sense, right? The rest of this roster makeup, you've only got two pure point guards on the roster and Mike Conley and Jordan McLaughlin. You've got... Three guys whose optimal position is center in in Cat, Rudy Gobert, and Nas Reed. Well, four if you include Garza, who's on a two way. 
And then kind of everybody else is somewhere in the middle. Like obviously Shake Milton is is a combo guard. Um, you know, uh, Wendell Moore Jr. is essentially a combo guard at this point towards the end of the roster. Uh, Ansa 2-3, right? Like not everybody's completely positionally flexible. But there's a lot of flexibility in the two, three, and four spots. And that's how today's NBA is played. But that's especially how Chris Finch wants to play. He'd like to play big and have positional flexibility. And it's how Tim Connolly wants to build this roster. So it's interesting to me that they're bringing in guys like Alfred Payton and Cam Payne, potentially, who are um, pure point guards. And they're bringing in these other guys who who are somewhere in that middle, but don't do any one thing great. And you wouldn't say there's a lot of those guys on this roster, right? I mean, like... Everybody else, like Troy Brown Jr. is mostly a 3 and D guy. Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a defensive guy who can play, make a little, shoot a little bit. So I guess he's maybe a little more well-rounded. Um, you know, Kyle Anderson is essentially a, a, a point forward who does a little bit of everything. Um, Josh Minot is a, you know, like, he's got a couple of things that he's really, really good at, right? Um, I think the closest example on the roster of somebody who's a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, would be like a window more junior type player um, where he's still got some issues consistently shooting the ball. He's got some issues being consistent defensively, but in theory, he could do all of these things. Well, everybody else has a couple of things that they're just really good at. And in my mind, as I said earlier, I think this, the 15th roster spot makes sense to be somebody with a defined role. Um, I would be surprised if they didn't add another big because yes, Cat Rudy and Oz, they've got too many bigs that need minutes. But if one of those guys, knock on wood, this that, that this doesn't happen, but if if one of those guys goes down, you have Luca Garza on a two-way and you've got the rookie Leonard Miller, who isn't really a center, right? I mean, like he could play small ball five, but he's really more of a four. There's not a whole lot else there in, in the bigs room, if you will, to borrow an NFL term by, by calling it the room for bigs, which, by the way, is a pet peeve of mine when it comes to football. But anyway... Um, so you're talking your only true bigs are Cat, Rudy, Nas, and Garza. And then if you want to throw Leonard Miller in there too, everybody else, like I know Kyle Anderson's best position is the four. And I know Jade McDaniels can play the four. And I know Josh Minot, probably his best position is frankly the four as well. Like there's no other big depth. And and Nate Knight's minutes were limited last year, but he was called upon a little bit. So I would expect there to be another big that's brought in. Nobody from the Summer League team really inspired a lot of confidence uh, in terms of the bigs on that team that weren't already affiliated with the Wolves. So I don't know that it's anybody from Summer League that at least played for the Wolves entry. But I, of those two additional camp um, you know, spots available in camp, because again, they're at 19, you can get up to 21. I would expect there to be um, another another big and probably, given how many point guards they've been linked to now, probably another point guard. Um, they've been linked to Alfred Payton as having a workout for him. We'll talk in a minute about Kennedy Chandler. Uh, he's another workout that the Wolves had. He was on the Memphis Grizzlies last year as a rookie, second-round pick. Um, uh, campaign is another player that they're interested in. These guys are all point guards. I don't know that it's going to be one of them, but they probably will add a point guard. They'll probably add a big. I think they've probably got enough, unless they sign Lamar Stevens, which I wouldn't hate, Um but they've got enough of these guys that do a little bit of everything but aren't great at anything. Uh, Like, I just don't know that that makes a ton of sense for the 15th and final roster spot. All right. I want to close the show by talking about Dacian Nix. I want to talk a bit about, I mean, he's a name that, you know, many of you have probably heard or seen play for Houston the last couple of years um, because he's somebody who actually is young but also has quite a bit of experience. We'll talk a bit about him. We'll talk about campaign, what my thoughts are and potentially bringing him in um, and, and, and kind of put a bow on the show there, talking about these these other more recent workouts, also Kennedy Chandler. So we'll do all that here next. 
All right, so the Timberwolves signed Dacian Nix reportedly to an Exhibit 10 deal. Um, the team has not yet officially announced this yet. They did announce Vic Krejci's deal on Friday, by the way, so that is official. Uh, but Dacian Nix is a... I said this earlier. He turns 22 during the season. He was went undrafted. He played for the G League Ignite back in 2020. He was a five-star high school recruit, but decided, I think he was committed to UCLA, if I remember right. D committed to play for G League Ignite. Obviously, he was in that, you know, around that COVID year. Originally from Alaska, played, moved to play high school ball in the Vegas area. And he's a big, uh, bigger combo guard. He's like six foot five. Um, the, his big thing has been playmaking. He's a really, really good passer. There's not a whole lot of other, in my mind, like really standout NBA skills. This is and this is going back to what I was just talking about. He does kind of everything except for shooting the ball pretty well, but nothing outstanding. Like he's a pretty good rebounder for his position. He's a pretty good rebounder for his his position. He is the one plus skill is, is being a playmaker. Um, but at his size and and because he's not a great shooter. There's some other issues. He's also not a great athlete. Like he's probably a little like for a combo guard, he's maybe a little below average athletically, which sounds crazy because obviously he's a crazy athlete, like as a person. But in terms of this role, um, you'd like him to be a better shooter or more athletic. And really, he's neither. And that's kind of been his issue at the NBA level. Like he's played two years, 81 games over two seasons with the Rockets. Obviously, Houston has been atrocious the last two years. But in those 81 games, almost 15 minutes per game, he shot only 35.5% from the field. In 81 NBA games, 28% from outside the arc. Um, Just not a whole lot there, again, to inspire much confidence. You look at his G League performance. Last season, he did average 21 points per game for Rio Grande. Uh, which is actually no, that was two years ago. He didn't he didn't play last year in uh, in the G League. He was just in the NBA the whole season with the Rockets. Two years ago, twenty one points a game on almost forty nine percent shooting, and he did shoot forty percent from outside the arc. With G League Ignite the year prior, he was not nearly that good. He shot under thirty eight or about thirty eight percent from the field, under twenty percent from outside the arc with Ignite. And by the way, that's why he went undrafted a couple of seasons ago, signed with the Rockets and ended up playing, um, you know, bouncing back and forth between Rio Grande and Houston in 21-22. And then this last year, as I mentioned, spending the whole year with Houston. So the G League numbers are OK. Like he was pretty decent in the G League a couple of years ago, um, albeit not super consistent. And then last year at the NBA level struggle, um, he's still very raw. He only played, you know, a couple dozen games in the G League past high school. He did not play uh, in college at all. So even the G League experience is not as extensive as what we've seen from, say, Leonard Miller, right? Some of the guys that were selected this year. So I, I like, again, I don't really know. He's just a big guard that can be a playmaker. And, and you know, he's he's in some ways a little bit, uh, somewhat of a smaller version than Vic Krejci. Like there's a lot of similarities. And I think at that point you take Krejci, I think Krejci's probably a little bit of a better all-around defender, um, the passing ability is probably similar. You may give a slight edge to Knicks in terms of passing ability. Um, I just don't, I don't know where the upside is as a, as a, as a average at best athlete for a combo guard and a, a below average shooter. Um, doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. If it is an exhibit 10 deal, he'll very likely be in, in Iowa with the, uh, with the G league, Iowa wolves for most of, if not all of the G league season. So anyway, Deshaun Knicks or Deshaun Knicks, excuse me, is on the, um, is is on the training camp roster for the Wolves. We get a, a little bit of a longer look at him. We talked about Krejci on Friday show. So if you want a bit more of a scouting report, go back and listen to Friday show, the one right before this one in your feed. 
Um, other players the Timberwolves are reportedly interested in, we'll, we'll talk about uh, briefly. Um, uh, Kennedy Chandler spent last season with the Memphis Grizzlies. He was actually a second-round pick and uh, played in 36 games at the NBA level, didn't do a whole lot, spent, uh, what was it, seven games in the G League, uh, in the regular season of the G League for Memphis, shot... Uh, just 46% from the field and 20% from three over those seven games, 16 points per game. The NBA level, not a whole lot of run. He's smaller, uh, six-foot guard, played at Tennessee, University of Tennessee, a one-and-done college player. So, um, again, not a whole lot there. Uh, it, it, by the way, he was just in for a workout. The Wolves did not sign him. That's the difference here. Krejci and Knicks were both signed at camp deals. Ch- Chandler was in for a workout. Along with, uh, we talked about Alfred Payton already. He worked out for the Wolves. And then the Timberwolves are reportedly interested in, on some level, campaign. And this report came from Darren Wolfson of KSTP Channel 5 and Score North in the Twin Cities. He said that Timberwolves, I think the phrase he used was kicking the tires on campaign. Now, everybody knows campaign. He's been around now for, what, like nine years or something crazy. Uh, he is a basically a pure point guard. At times, has been asked to score more over the course of his career. He's a decent three-point shooter. Just over 36% for his career, was about 37% last year, 33% the year before, but 44% the year before that, has been a big part of Phoenix's success the last couple of seasons, primarily off the bench, um, has been banged up a little bit, had some injuries, but had his best scoring seasons in three of the three of the past four seasons, averaged over 10 points per game off the bench for Phoenix. Um, and, you know, he's a, he's a minus defender. I would say he's probably, I'd probably say he's, Similar, maybe a, a half step below Jordan McLaughlin defensively because he's similar sized, maybe slightly bigger. Um, and, and I just think McLaughlin's a little bit better at getting through screens, a little bit better one-on-one. Um, offensively, there's obviously more there. Like McLaughlin's gotten worse every year from outside the arc. And I'm comparing him to McLaughlin because essentially he'd be battling McLaughlin for any backup point guard minutes that aren't absorbed by Shake Milton and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um, but like McLaughlin's gone from 38% from three his rookie season to 36 to 32 to 31% last year from outside the arc campaigns, a better shooter. He's a better offensive player than Jordan McLaughlin. So in my mind, it would be an upgrade. Now, do you give him, there's a little bit of guaranteed money that you could give him for that 15th spot. I think they can go a little above the vet minimum contract. If I remember correctly, he could have other options and he may look at the Wolves roster and be like, are you actually going to play me? Like, like, would I really be the backup point guard? Because then who you're bumping from the rotation, you're not bumping shake Milton. So are you playing me with shake Milton in the backcourt? Is Troy Brown not going to be in the rotation? Um, like, I think it makes sense. I just don't know what, what the bench rotation looks like at that point And if campaign's going to get regular minutes. Um, so I guess my take would be, I'd like campaign on the Wolves. I just think he probably signed somewhere else that has a clear path to minutes for him. I mean, we're talking about someone who was a key bench figure on one of the better teams in the league the last three years. And, you know, has been around now for, what did I say, nine seasons, I believe, if I'm, or maybe maybe eight seasons. Uh, yeah, eight seasons, so this will be his ninth. Uh, like I don't know. I like, I like campaign. I just would be surprised if he ends up in Minnesota. And like I said, if, if the Wolves can bring him in, great. I, certainly, he's he's a better player than everyone else we talked about today. Like he's he's better than all these other guys. Certainly would be a better fit as a veteran who could step in and play real minutes off the bench. A better fit than Alfred Payton, who missed a season. Um, than Kennedy Chandler, who is you know one year in the league. Than Dacian Nix, who's not a pure point guard and a couple not so great years in the league. So campaign's the best of all these players. He's the one guy who would get a fully guaranteed deal. I I would imagine. Um, But I just think he'll have options that he will prefer on the open market. So of all the names we've mentioned today, Lamar Stevens makes the most sense. Um, Now there's other guys out there, but we know the wolves have interest or at least reported interest 
in all of these other names. Lamar Stevens makes the most sense. Um, and again, both Nix and Krejci will be on camp deals uh, for the Wolves. So it'll be interesting to track this. With camp opening soon, expect the Wolves to announce a couple more players here very soon. And we'll be on top of it with shows every day again this week. We will uh, certainly talk about anybody else the Wolves signed to camp deals. And then we'll get into player previews here later in the week as well. All right, that's all we have for you today here on the show. A big thank you once again for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. You can listen to the show, uh, again, wherever, Apple, Google, Spotify, Odyssey. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can follow on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and also at B-Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K. Of course, the Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.